want to thank all those who have led so far in the worship. I, we have such uh, great, capable guys here and, and, and so many people who help make this congregation strong, um, strong in Christ, and that's, that's exactly where, where we want to be. I'm thinking about roots today. I, I, I think about the fact that I'm not very good at growing things. Um, and Jamie would admit that she and I are both equally talented at, uh, at growing plants. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, will, can grow anything anywhere at any time. She has given us multiple plants. Um, one, this is an exaggeration, but you'll get the point. She, she gave us a plant that she'd been growing in the, you know, above the kitchen sink that I think my grandma's grandma's grandma had given her. And uh, she just had it in a little cup of water or something. And she said, I need to give you all a cutting of that. Okay. And, uh, you know, we take it home and it's dead within 24 hours probably. Um, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't come naturally to me. We bought a house that I think the lady was uh, one of the editors for Southern Home and Gardens, and she uh, has all these flower gardens that we have now turned into more of the lawn, you know, so. But uh, all these plants, uh, they need, need roots, a root system, because those roots are, from what I hear, what grabs that, reaches down into the soil to grab uh, the nutrients and then to hold the plant sturdy so that it can grow up, it can stand the way that it's supposed to stand and uh, the roots are integral, integral to what that plant or what that tree will be. Um, I want to talk to you this morning about a condition uh, that plants can develop and then apply that and, and compare it to us and to our roots as well. And that, that condition is root rot. Um, root rot can be identified as the presence of soft, brown, mushy roots. Uh, the root system of a healthy plant should be firm, uh, white, but when the soil is soggy, it's overwatered. Um, fungal spores can multiply, and, and this fungus starts to spread and can can destroy the plant from the ground up. It's a condition that, if it's left untreated, will definitely kill the plants. Um, and because the first symptoms of root rot occur beneath the soil. Sometimes by the time you realize anything is wrong, it's too late. Um, gardeners aren't aware of the problem within a plant until it's advanced and it, it's done the damage that it's going to do. And so if the, and if the entire root system has already become this brown, mushy, it's just, it's too late to save the plant. But from what I have read and from what I understand, if some healthy, firm, white roots still exist, 
the gardener can take the plant out of that soggy soil, wash off those roots, wash off the diseased part, and replant it in good soil. And with proper care, the plant can be saved. In our lives, um, we can experience, I believe, something similar uh, to this root rot. Um, it's interesting to me that the primary cause of root rot is overwatering. Plants need light, oxygen, water. Anything else? See, I probably don't know. That's probably, that's probably why I kill mine. But it's interesting to me that while water is one of the most important things to the health of a plant, too much water can be detrimental. One of the ways in which we experience an overwatering in our lives is through storms, uh, through tragedy, through heartbreak, turmoil. Water is necessary, but too much water can turn a foundation to mush. Um, you've heard it said or sung or seen it that you don't, know, you don't truly know what you believe until you've been broken, until you are or have been, have been broken. Uh, so a devastating storm can lead a person to this place where they begin to understand what they believe and who they are. As painful as it can be, it, it can be what is needed. Uh, so a storm has tossed you without mercy. You were a tree standing tall, uh, rooted deep, and a storm came along. The sunlight fades, the clouds descend, the sky grew dark and the lightning struck, the hail fell and the relentless rain beat upon you and that storm may be in your life still raging. What you're going, what you have experienced might still be happening. It may feel like the rain has never, has never let up. Or maybe that storm subsided and you're left standing there withering and dying or perhaps you were knocked completely down during the storm. Even strong roots can only take so much of this pummeling from a storm or the aftermath of the soil just being uh, so saturated that the roots uh, are just overwatered and they don't know what to do and, and they, they cannot uh, thrive. And if we don't, as Christians, if we don't reach out to the Master, the one, the only one who can give the increase, who can, who can grow us, who can push us where He wants us to be, then that storm, that root rot perhaps can consume us and make us lose hope. A lot of us can, can identify... Um, a certain storm in our lives that 
perhaps has led us, led our foundation to be shaken, our foundation to be damaged, uh, and to be just in, in, a, in a state that it's not functioning the way that it should. Or, 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 and, and a lot of us can look to a certain thing that, that has happened in our lives and say, well, that, that's my storm. You know, that, that's, that's, what, that's when everything changed. That's when I was overwhelmed by what was coming at me and I felt that I no longer was who I once was or, or, or I no longer felt that I could function and be what I needed to be. You're that large tree who's knocked down by the storm and looks completely hopeless. And I think about that tree before the storm came and so many times we are that tree and we look at the tree and we say, this is a good tree. This is a tree that has purpose. This tree provides shade on hot and humid days. This, this tree uh, extends its branches and children climb and play on them. This tree is good. It, it has purpose. It's functioning the way that it should. But then the question sometimes becomes, and this question is brought on so often by a storm, but the question becomes, what if God's plan is different? What if God had something in mind for that tree that was different from that good thing that the tree was already doing? When that big, seemingly strong tree is lying there, when, when we are lying there, broken, after the storm, everything is questioned. What purpose could this possibly serve? And, and, serve? and, and, and one of the most uncomfortable questions and thoughts, but, but also one of the sometimes most ultimately amazing thoughts and questions that we could ever have answered is that perhaps I needed that storm, I needed it to weaken the roots that I had developed and I needed to be replanted. I needed to have another opportunity to sprout and to grow because my purpose was not being fulfilled. I want you to go back to that picture of this, this tree that has, maybe the roots have rotted and it's, it's fallen. I remember a tree like this in, uh, in Greenville. I used to drive by a large oak tree and it was one of those trees out in a front yard that you notice and that you just, you know, if you, if you uh, a lot of us notice trees and, and like them and, and I would notice this one, but one day a, a not so big storm came along. And I remember driving by and seeing that tree just lying flat in the yard. And it was lying such that you could see the trunk uh, facing the road. And you could tell that this tree was not nearly as healthy as you thought. Uh, it was black on the inside. It was fairly hollow. And I think about a tree like that, and it, and it looks like it's all over for that tree. You know, you think, well, that storm got the better of it. That root rot, that decay did its work, and now, now it's all over. 
But have you, ever, have you ever seen a tree like this? Maybe one that's been cut down or knocked down for whatever reason, it's, it's been taken to the ground. And then six months pass, eight months, and you go back out there and you look and there's a little sapling that is growing out of the side of where the roots started or maybe even out of that stump where, where the tree was. The old passes away, but there is hope for new life. If there, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. When we're alive, we're smiling on the outside, but dead and, and decaying on the inside. You know, if we only knew, if we could only look into the hearts of and into the minds and lives of one another, and we could see some of the battles and storms that are raging. If we only knew how some of the seemingly strongest among us need the most encouragement, need the most help, and, and need to be uplifted. For a host of reasons, many of us, some of us appear, um, appear put together, appear purposed, but on the inside are asking this question, is there any hope left for me? Once root rot is identified, you must determine if the plant can be saved. I read that on a, a website, a, a, a gardening website on how to uh, deal with this condition in plants. Remember, the roots might look hopelessly damaged and sick, and they might be. Uh, they might be hopelessly damaged. But if any of the healthy, firm roots remain, you can replant it in good soil, and with proper care, uh, new, vibrant life can occur again. So what is it that we are to be rooted in? Um, Ephesians 3.17, I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love. Um, greatest commands, love God and love one another. We are to be rooted in love. There is uh, there, faith, hope, and love. And um, the, among these three, the greatest is love. We must have love as a, uh, as a key cornerstone of our foundation. If we don't have that, then we aren't followers of Christ. We're not healthy. Our roots are not what they should be. So we must be rooted in love and we must be rooted ultimately in Christ. Paul wanted, uh, strove to know nothing besides Jesus Christ and him crucified. Therefore, uh, Colossians 2, 6 and 7, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him rooted and built up and established in the faith just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude, rooted and built up in Him. So this hidden decay that can be present in the lives of children of God, uh, this rotting of our foundation, of our roots, often caused by overwatering, often caused uh, as the aftermath of a storm that lingered. 
But another way that this root rot, this decay can come into our roots is in the form of hidden and un uh, and sins that have not been attended to in the way that they need to be. Isaiah 5:24 says, "Therefore as a tongue of fire consumes straw and as dry grass shrivels in the flame, so their roots will become like something rotten." And their blossoms will blow away like dust, for they have rejected the instruction of the Lord of hosts, and they have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Our foundation can be destroyed, that foundation in love and that foundation in Jesus Christ can, can be destroyed when we allow temptations to draw us in and we let them get a hold of our roots. Sin draws each of us in based on our own temptations and lusts, James said. And like root rot, when sin is first conceived in our hearts, when temptation is conceived in our hearts, it gives birth to sin. When we first give in to sin, it seems harmless enough. It, it seems like we have it under control, and it, and it certainly does not seem like something that could destroy us. But it happens often slowly, and it happens from the inside or from up under, and then makes its way out into more visible uh, effects. But in the end... And sometimes, just like with root rot, we don't know it until or realize it until it, it can be too late for us. Not because God's not able or willing to forgive, but because we are unable or unwilling to turn back to Him, to, to reach out to Him. It can bring forth spiritual death. I think about the hypocrisy that's often involved in our lives when we are rooted not in love and Christ but in sins and in our temptations sin sometimes is it's tempting to with sin it's tempting to clean the outside like we talked earlier about trying to appear healthy when we have been uh, damaged by a storm it can also be tempting to appear healthy and to mask <clears throat> the sins in our lives because we, we want others to see us in a certain way. So we get the outside of our lives looking really good, like that cup that has dirt and grime on the inside, but you get it polished and shiny on the outside. If the roots aren't strong, if they're rotten, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. If our foundation is not in Christ and in that love, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks ultimately. And so as we get close to concluding, the question becomes, what can be done? 
We know that with a plant, if this root rot has occurred, there is hope if there's some healthy root left and, and that, that plant can be uprooted, it can be taken and it can be cleaned up, it can be replanted. Um, but with us, can, you know, are, are, are we too damaged? You know, some of us may be asking this morning, are my roots too far gone to allow God to, to heal them? I read this as I was, as I was looking uh, at, again, of, of the process of, of curing or healing root rot in plants. And I read this statement. Prevent the recurrence of root rot with good gardening practices. The following rules apply to garden and container plants in all regions and all seasons. That sounds hopeful. It sounds hopeful. It sounds like... There is a way. There, there is hope for me, and there's hope, there's hope for these roots that have been so badly damaged. And so I, have, I, I carry that same hope over into our roots as Christians. But several things that we need to do and keep in mind uh, as far as healing root rot. First of all, since root rot is often caused by overwatering, we cannot overwater. Do not overwater our roots. Can we avoid the storms of life? Can we always know where the storm is going to hit and be out of the way? Absolutely not, because those storms happen. The rain comes on the just and the unjust, <clears throat> and we are going to face and weather storms in our lives. But what we can do is we can make sure our roots are wrapped around Christ and that we are in Him and with Him and that when those storms come, we can count on Him. We know that He'll be with us and He'll walk with us through each and every storm that we face. Another thing, in order to heal root rot, you have to give plants plenty of room to grow. Make sure you give yourself room to grow spiritually. You might, you know, it, it sometimes is tempting to be that small house plant at my mom's house, not my house for sure. That small house plant on the coffee table that just has that little purpose, that does that one thing. It looks pretty there on the coffee table, and it, it's tempting to be that. But if we want to please God, we need to be open. First of all, it's okay to be that house plant if that's, if that's what God uses you for. But if God has something more in mind for you, we need to be open and willing uh, to, to listen and to, to leave room for ourselves to grow, to make ourselves uncomfortable when necessary. Make sure the plant gets enough light. That makes sense. God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. We have to spend enough time basking in God's light. We have to give Him time to shine on us in the ways that, that He wants to. We have to speak to Him in prayer with thanksgiving. We have to listen to Him opening His Word and, and studying. We, and then we have to spend time with others who are light reflectors. Let your light so shine before men that they may see, his, see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. We must spend enough time in the light. And part of that includes 
surrounding ourselves with others who are shining it. Grow new plants in healthy, loose soil and always add the necessary amendments before planting. Prepare the soil. Don't, don't just plant yourself and be, you know, be a plant out in the pasture with, with no tending, no, no, nothing done to take care of your, uh, the, the plant or the root system. In the parable of the sower, the seed in rocky ground sprung up uh, but died quickly when tribulations came because they lacked root. Uh, Matthew 13, 5 and 6, Others fell on rocky ground where there wasn't much soil. They sprang up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came out, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered. Matthew 13, 20, and, and the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but is short-lived when, and when, when pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. And I read this, and it occurred to me as I was thinking about taking care of our roots that we might be any one of these soils that are mentioned in the parable of the soils, the pathway, the rocky soil, uh, the, the soil on the thorny ground, or, or the good soil. We might be any one of those three negative ones, and we can change the kind of soil that we are. It takes work, but the pathway soil could be good soil. It could be dug up and plowed and tilled until it, the air can get into it and the nutri proper nutrients can be there and it could be used for planting. That rocky soil, you can rake rocks out. It's not fun, but you can do it. You can get the rocks out and you can make that soil good. If, you're thor if you are the thorny soil, you can remove those thorns. You can weed those negative things out so that you can be good soil. We can become good ground. And sometimes that's what's needed. Sometimes those things have to, through painstaking effort, have to occur. And then we fertilize that soil properly. We, we continue to work on it. We don't give up on it. We deliberately plan to keep our roots healthy. We keep our roots wrapped around the Lord uh, and, and we keep our eyes on Him and we walk with Him uh, and we keep our face looking toward the sun. Yes, sometimes the clouds darken and the darkness seems to fall on us, but if we're still looking, at, we're still looking sunward, the sun hasn't moved. The clouds are blocking our way. That storm is, is uh, keeping us from the sun, from the light. But it'll pass. And, it, and He'll still be there. And our lives uh, can once again be what they need to be. Might they be different after the storm? Sure. But if we trust in Him, if we point our hearts toward Him, uh, he has promised us never to leave us nor forsake us. And so I ask you to think about what purpose God has for you, what, what, he may be, what He may have in store for you. If your roots feel rotten, if you need to be replanted, uh, this is a good day. This is a good day to start that process.
if you're not a Christian, if you have never been planted, if you've never been rooted in the truth of the gospel, if you've never identified with Christ and been baptized, had uh, your sins washed away through faith uh, and repentance and baptism, maybe that's what you need to do today. And I, I pray that, that, that you would do that while you have an opportunity. Or if you need to be replanted, if you need help in your life to, to get out of that soggy soil and to get to a place where you can thrive. You're in a good place for that. You have people here who love you and want, want that for you as well. If you have those needs or any other need, it's our wish that you would allow us to help you as we stand and sing.